Let's start with uh, some big news from Instagram that could affect the way that you shop and once again shake up the retail landscape. Now, if you spend any time on Insta, you've probably scrolled by an advertisement or five, maybe even clicked on one. And up until now, it's usually taking you to another site, but no more. Instagram is ready to streamline the process when it comes to online shopping. And here to discuss further is Ron Tite. He is the founder and CEO of Church and State, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Ron, good afternoon and appreciate your time. Jeff, thank you very much. It's always an honor. All right. Uh, just if you could briefly explain to us what Instagram is doing and how they're going to make shopping for those that use their site easier. Yeah, this is a, this is a big, big move by, by Facebook, which is Instagram's uh, company. Well, it's Instagram. And, yeah, what they're going to allow you to do is basically in-app shopping. So, you know, typically we click on a link and then it takes us to an e-commerce site that allows us to, to, to transact and allows you know, them to fulfill. All this is now going to happen in-app for Instagram. This is a now a new seamless shopping experience. This is a game changer. Okay, so when you call it a game changer and seamless, this is just making it way easier to, to, to buy stuff. You no longer have to link to another site, wait for that to load. And is the thought the easier it is, the more purchases people are going to make? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, what Instagram is great for is, I, you know, I think it's almost Insta inspiration, right? But the, when you're scrolling through Instagram, you're checking out your friends' feeds, you're checking out stories, you've got some time to spare. You're not really in, I'm coming up to a place to transact, right? You're not putting your shopping hat on. But when you see something that you're inspired by, you're like, it'd be great to have that. Um, now, you know, you, you don't have to now put your shopping hat on and go to an e-commerce site. It's right there in the app. So it allows you to go from inspiration to transaction really, really quickly and with no hurdles along the way. So what's the reaction been from the name brands? I understand uh, about 20 are participating in the rollout and uh, some pretty big names like uh, Nike. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, when you look at, um, I think it's going to have two, two, two effects on two different groups. One is the influencers on Instagram. And now these people, uh, when you look at top 10 Instagram followers, you know, these are all celebrities. These are people who have influence over your transactions. It allows those people to not just uh, inspire you to transact, but empower you to transact through their own feed. But also uh, the brands that are participating now and in the future, um, they know that they're going to have to build up their own audience and that they can use content distribution through Instagram and transaction with an e-commerce environment all in one place. It will save them money. It will save them time. It will be a way better experience for their customers. Okay, so that's a, a good news uh, story for the brands. But what about the retail landscape and the brick-and-mortar stores? Uh, how is this going to change things? Is this another hit to uh, those that are uh, in the malls and have got a physical facility? Well, it, it will it will uh, have an effect certainly on uh, you know on foot track into foot traffic into the store. But let's not forget that that retailers are also brands into themselves, and I'm I'm sure that uh, Instagram is going to extend this to retail brands as well. So just as you can buy direct to consumer from a brand like Nike, I'm sure that retailers with their own uh, owned audiences, the people that follow them on Instagram, will also be able to transact through them as well. But it is is certainly something they're going to have to deal with. Okay. Can you envision a day where we no longer go into a store? And I know the traditional argument has been, particularly when it comes to clothes, that's something that people want to feel, they want to try on. But if I'm loyal to a certain brand and I know what my size is, uh, do I really need to go in there? 
Yeah, I mean, we're now seeing, you know, shopping becoming a couple of different things. I mean, one, around commodities and things that, you know, we're kind of loyal. We know that we need once a month. We can get that on automated delivery. So we don't need to go to a website to order it. We don't need to go into store. It just shows up at our door. That's one aspect. The second thing is like, I don't necessarily need an experience. I know what my size is. I don't need this every month. But I can do that through traditional e-commerce, you know, environments. And then the third part is, no, I need an experience. I need a face-to-face. I need to speak to somebody. I need to ask questions. I need to try it out. And for those demonstration-type uh, products and the things that I, I need to be inspired by in person, the store is still going to be a great place to do that. When you talk about experiences, uh, I know they call this discovery shopping. Is that the new experience for shoppers, that they're just scrolling through their Insta feed and they're discovering things that they didn't even know that maybe existed or that they wanted or, or needed, and, and that's the new shopping experience? Yeah, you know, that's a great point, Jeff, because when we talk about, you know, everything like a search uh, through through Google and, uh, you know, the things that people know they need are searching for the best prices, that stuff is great when it's uh, when it relates to the purchases we typically make. But what about the stuff that we just drive by and we you know we we, we see something on a billboard and go like that looks amazing. Didn't know it existed. Didn't know I wanted it, but now I want it. So this discovery shopping happens through traditional advertising, but it also happens through things like social, through Instagram. Or you're right, I'm just scrolling through and I'm you know I see a great pair of shoes, but the shot before it is my friend's dinner at a restaurant. And the shot after it is, you know, another friend's kid or their dog. Right. So it's, it's becoming a part of our day where we're scrolling through uh, for inspiration, for information, for education, and for relationships. And shopping is just now inserting itself in the middle of it, either because we follow the brand or the retailer or because they bought uh, space as a sponsored ad within the feed itself. You mentioned a second ago about influencers, social media influencers. And is it Kim Kardashian? Is she the biggest one on Instagram? Does she hold the most sway? Well, depending. Um, I guess it depends on what you mean by sway. If you look at overall numbers, uh, Christian Ronaldo is the, is the leader. He's got about 158 million followers. Uh, uh, and he's behind Instagram itself. Uh, third place is Ariana Grande, who's at, at 148. Kim Kardashian is about 131. Her sister Kylie Jenner is around 129 million. They would probably have more influence from a transaction standpoint than Ronaldo. I was going to ask you that, and sorry to interrupt, but there is a difference between followers, right, and actually having influence. How many of those followers do you translate into actual sales, right? Yeah, and some some of the celebrities, they don't want to do that. They don't want to play. They don't need the cash, right? (laughs) They don't need to be taking a commission on a sale. Uh, But when you look at certainly the Kardashians and the Jenners, you know, that's how they've built their empire. Uh, is through influence. And so for those people, um, you know, they can now start to charge affiliate program dollars where they say, look, you don't have to pay me to do a post. You're just going to give me a cut of sales because now we can drive this, we can transact this through the, through the app itself. And I think advertisers are going to love that too because they're, you know, advertisers, gee, I'm, I don't know what I'm really getting for these, this massive amount of budget that I'm spending on really influencers and how much they actually influence. Now, now we can tell. We can tell directly to the bottom line how many sales those people drive, and we can we can pay them on a cut of those sales. That is really interesting uh, where we're moving uh, because I, I've seen reports that uh, Kim Kardashian, for example, could get upwards of like twenty five thousand dollars just to uh, 
you know, simply mention a purse on her Instagram account. <laughs> You're not getting that on your Instagram feed? Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yet. I mean, you know, they, they do uh, they do inspire people that people do look up. I mean, I remember my wife and I uh, went to Berlin, and we planned our entire itinerary by following the Instagram feed of a Canadian who was living in Berlin, someone who we didn't know, but whose judgment we trusted. And so we know that, People have influence over the things we buy. Sometimes they're celebrities, sometimes they're friends and family. And now we're just having seeing a, a greater link between the actual transactional influence that person has with uh, with the actual transaction. Interesting. Uh, just before I let you go, uh, we're going to talk uh, after the break here about uh, Gucci. Uh, they're online on Instagram. Uh, have you seen these new sneakers they just released yesterday? I think you're you're assuming I'm way cooler than I am. Uh, <laughs> $900 sneakers, Ron, that uh, come pre-dirty. They, they've dirtied them up, and that uh, got us to thinking about the, the worst purchase you've ever made. Is there one that stands out for you? What, what is the one thing you bought maybe, uh, I don't know, in the recent past or long ago that you thought to myself afterwards, that was an incredible waste of money? Uh, you know what? I bought a coat um called uh, Raven uh, that uh, you plug in. There's a battery pack. And uh, I thought, this is amazing. You know, I get to plug in this coat and it's going to be warm. And then you realize, like, oh, this is like an eight-pound battery pack. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. But, you know, if I can make one point about the Gucci thing. Yeah, sure. This is what's interesting is that, you know, in this era of, uh, of, of the influence that people have over us, and, and it used to be, that we as marketers and advertisers wanted to show up and be perfect. And now what we're seeing through, through commercials and through scripts and through conversations is that it, uh, brands need to be authentic and authenticity is gauged through imperfection. Mm. You know, we used to take shots and avoid sun flares and, and do commercials and avoid sun flares. Now we consciously put them in. We consciously put imperfections in because that is seen by the consumer as being more authentic. And so we're walking away from imperfection. So it doesn't surprise me that the consumer is saying, I don't want, you know, the, the slick and shiny, shiny shoes because we all used to do this. We buy those jeans and we go, geez, how can I make them look you know, worn in? Yeah. Are you telling uh, me I, we're perfecting the imperfections? That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, a line. <laughs> that's a great line. Hey, Ron, thanks so much. And uh, sorry about that uh, jacket purchase. I'm thinking the last thing you need <laughs> is one more thing to plug in around the house. Exactly. Thanks so much, Jeff. Have a great day. You too. There goes uh, Ron Tite, founder and CEO of Church and State.